This is Stephanie Nelson, host of the Pivotal People podcast. We have great conversations with all kinds of interesting people who are making a difference in the world. Follow us and leave a review if you like this episode so that more people can find us. Thanks for listening. Well, I'd like to welcome Tracy Barrett to the Pivotal People podcast. Tracy was one of the founding team members of the popular network HGTV. And after 30 years in corporate America, she began to wonder, what if there's more to our vocational lives than success? In a leap of faith, she quit her executive job and she went on a soul-searching journey. Today, Tracy's an entrepreneur, podcast host, a speaker, an author, an executive coach helping other people in their search for meaning beyond success. And I'm excited because today we're going to discuss her new book, What If There's More? Finding Significance Beyond Success. I have read it. I love it. I'm going to read it again. And I just told Tracy, I really want my family to read this book. So welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to share with us your incredible journey. Thank you. I'm honored. And I love that you love the book. And I love that you want to share it with your whole family. That's a a great endorsement. So thank you for that. From the title, it would suggest that people who are in midlife, who are questioning their lives, that this would be a book for them. And yes, I agree. It's a book for us. I felt like you were writing. I'm 59. I retired a couple of years ago. I'm reinventing myself. I felt like you wrote this book for me, which is how readers are going to feel because we have all asked these questions. But I am just curious as someone who loves HGTV, what was it like to be a part of HGTV's founding? I mean, she didn't just join, she started this network. So tell us what that was like. Yeah, it's kind of like starting any business where you're uncertain, you're taking a bit of a leap of faith. There was just a small group of us that uh, joined the team before it was even on air. So you're basically putting the pieces of a television network together. And just like any entrepreneurial startup, there's a lot of uncertainties. You don't know if this is going to stick or not stick. And when we launched the network in 1994, There were probably about 25 other networks that launched with us. And I think only two survived, including HGTV. Really? Yes. So the odds are against you. It takes a lot to put programming together, to get funding, to break through the noise of everything. And it was a great group of people. I really enjoyed the exciting ride. But most of all, I think it was an amazing training ground for me as an entrepreneur, also for as a business leader, you know, I being part of a startup means you get to rise up through the ranks pretty quickly. And I had some amazing mentors and bosses and it was a, a great experience. It was a wild ride and, you know, it went from being completely unknown to being known and meeting and working with great talent and getting to do a lot of, you know, glamorous things that the television industry brings with it. So yeah, I mean, I have nothing but great things to say about my time there, about the people there and about the network itself. I I just think it's the reason why people relate to it so much and that it feels so warm when you're watching it is because, you know, the, the people who built it from the beginning days were those types of people. Well, people are going to have to buy your book to read the details, but um, <laughs> I loved your stories about decisions you had to make as a network on shows that you didn't take because you had really spelled out what your values were. 
Right. Even if a show was a commercial success, it might not have fit with who you were and you were true to that. And you had your own. It's a fascinating story. You got to get the book and read this. But there's so much more I want to ask you. Like, I want to know, like you left HGTV at the top of your game. We hear stories all the time where people let their business wind down and they leave. But I want to hear, how do you decide that it was time for you to step away? Most people thought I was crazy because it wasn't like I was pushed out or, you know, wildly unhappy or had an awful boss or anything like that. You know, it was just woke up near my 40th birthday. I think I had just entered into my 40s. And that's about when it started to really, the angst started to rise. And I had two young kids. I was flying all over the country, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You know, it is a high, you know, tense environment. And I felt like nobody was getting the best parts of me, like my staff, the network, my children, especially my husband, just, you know, we were very involved in our church at the time. And it we were just, I just felt spread so thin and I was starting to lose sense of who I was. I, I mean, I had basically grown up at the network and I had been there for you know, almost 20 years and my identity was so intertwined. Mm-hmm. And I started to think, well, you know, who am I outside of this? And I am exhausted and burnt out and, you know, really an overachiever. And I think I'm putting a lot of my weight in this and I'm burning the candles at both ends. And so, just felt kind of depleted and had a hard time answering those questions. Like, what is this what my life is going to look like for the rest of my career? Should it look this way? Who am I today? What do I want? And I just decided I needed to hit pause. I was like, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to leave. And I know it's going to seem crazy and feel crazy and feel scary, but I just need to take a break and be with my children and figure this all out. And so much to the dismay of my bosses and a lot of people around me, I quit and decided to just figure it out on the other side. Is it 10 years that you Mm -hmm. have had a a leadership consulting business? Yeah. So that kind of happened organically. I took a break and, you know, was hanging out with the kids and loving life and trying to figure out who I was, which was a journey in of itself. I'm the day after my last day at work and my going away party, I felt a little naked, wasn't sure, you know, what it was going to feel like. And not that long, I'd say a few months, maybe six months or so after I left, I, I kept getting calls from people in the media industry, calls from people I worked with at HGTV wanting advice. And, and over the years, I had gotten my master's in professional psychology Mainly because when I was promoted into management pretty quickly, we didn't really have an HR department because we were such a brand new network and not a lot of management training. And it was, you know, everything was being pieced together. And I was like, well, I don't really want to go back to get my MBA, but I don't, I, I feel like I need some sort of training. You know, I was only 29 years old when I was made a vice president. So it's sort of like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And I ended up getting my master's degree. And it was such a wonderful gift because I learned how to listen and meet people where they are and manage people in different, you know, different people in different ways. And and um just loved getting that degree. And I thought it would only serve me in a management role. And then when I left HGTV, it ended up being a great coaching tool. So I basically merged my 
corporate experience with my degree and started executive coaching and taking a lot of clients from the media industry. My husband was strategic planning. We merged our skills together and started Navigate the Journey. And um, now we're a business consulting firm. And it's been an amazing ride. If you told me I was going to be owning a company with my husband and working with my husband (laughs) 20 years ago, I'd say you're crazy because we have such different backgrounds. But it's worked and you know he has his lane and he's a, an amazing um, facilitator for companies and helping them set their goals and and establish an operating system and and then I'm in the lane of doing you know team building and also what I talk about in the book doing strategic plans for people's lives and really rediscovering who you are today and reimagining your future and your book really is the tip of the iceberg there because you talk about terms I love, your strategic life map, mm-hmm. your life compass, your life zones. And what I liked about your book is that it's so practical. You're not just telling us stuff. You're walking us through the exercise. As you said, there are some hard questions we need to ask ourselves if we want to have significance beyond success, mm-hmm. which we all do, right? I hope and so. I, and by <laughs> the way, you know, you're not saying that I've given up on success. This may be your next stage may be far more successful than your last one. If this is to all of us, if we find a way to identify our best skills and our true passion, and then we apply that to a vocation, we may be even more successful. What I love about what you're doing, Tracy, and I have another podcast guest who was in the same position, very successful in the corporate world, not only because of your business skills, but because of your emotional intelligence, okay? That wasn't even a thing 30 years ago. I mean, it was a thing, but it was an ignored thing. Okay, so you step out of your small environment, you're impacting a small group of people, and now in the role you're in now between writing books and offering your services to a broad group of people, you could help far more people. And you could actually... You know, if we're measuring financial success, who knows? Maybe you'll be more financial. But the key is, I used to work for a woman like you, okay? And she was my best boss ever 33 years ago. I dug her up and I found her and I said, would you come on my podcast because you were my best boss ever? She's doing what you're doing now with her husband, by the way. Oh, wow. In their own lanes. And my thing was, if you're not lucky enough to fall in the department at the company where this person works... You are now able to tap into all of the experience you had. As you said, when you read a book, she was as busy as she could have been at HGTV and decides in order to be a better manager, she would take a night program to get her master's in psychology. I mean, people, needless to say, I am so on board with what you're doing. And I think many people will hear like for the first time, you mean I have permission? I have permission to question what I'm doing? You said one thing that I heard loud and clear in your book, it is so easy for us, especially if you're successful, to allow your identity to be defined by what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite authors, Bob Goff, says, when Mm. you take away what you're known for, then you'll know who you are. That's It's so true. You are. Yes. Yes. And he's, he's one of my favorite authors too. That's really the crust of it all is like, you know, we have to learn to accept that we aren't what we do, that we are who we are. 
you know, and I have two teenage daughters and I'm, I'm trying to, to, you know, give them this messaging as they embark on college and even going through the, the whole exercise of looking at colleges and who's going to what college and not getting in that trap of comparison. And the, the problem is, is when we define success by what we've been pretty much conditioned by society, you know, wealth, title, status, power, and, and now more than ever, fame platform, followers, likes, all these things, we can get caught in that trap. And then we feel like if we leave a job or we leave a position or we give up a salary that, you know, if we put all of our eggs in that basket, we're going to crumble. Our identity is going to come out from underneath us if we're not placing it in the right things. And I think that was a big lesson for me. It's It was a, something I had to wrestle with because leaving HGTV and having every person in my life introduce me as, oh, this is Tracy. She works for HGTV and not having that introduction anymore. The, you know, how vulnerable you feel and sort of figuring out, well, then who am I? And it is such a soul searching journey to go on when you have something like that. And, and the thing that made it even, I think, harder for me is I chose that. I mm. took it away. And so I had no one to blame but myself. And so I had to figure it out. I put myself in the position there and I took myself out of that position and put myself in this new position. And it was exactly what I needed to do to really get back in touch with who I was and what matters. And I think, you know, you you were talking about even, you know, sharing the book with your children and as they embark on their adulthood. And, you know, I think that's one of the things I was thinking about. I write a little bit about this in the book too, is that, you know, when you're sort of conditioned to kind of check off these mile markers, you know, get good grades in high school and go to a good college and get a good job and go up the corporate ladder. And it's always one achievement after another. And I think for me, I kind of reached the top and was exhausted and was burnt out. Didn't really understand what was beyond that. I mean, the only thing left was like retirement, like I, you know, where, (laughs) where are the boxes? And then what do I want for the rest of my life? And this pursuit of success has left me in a position where, you know, I have basically depleted my fuel system. Like I I was saying, you know, this is why I talk about in the book, you know, having this kind of personal health and, and the struggles that I went through there. And I think, you know, it is, it is a, a must do for anybody in life. But especially when we get to that kind of midpoint in our career, our midlife, because the slippery slope is the midlife crisis where, you know, you start comparing yourself to everybody and you start thinking the best days are behind you and you start wishing that you could go back and you start looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, the wrinkles matter. And, you know, then we start to say, well, everything's downhill from here and you can either slip into the crisis and try to go backwards or you can slip into the crisis and kind of get depressed and lose yourself. A lot of people just double down where they are at work and just say, I'll think about this later. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to do the hard work. I don't want to ask the questions or I don't want to give up the golden handcuffs. I don't want to, I'm scared of what's on, you know, on the other side. And And you're right, you know, if you can figure out who you are and find, you know, put your passions to work 
you know, you're going to feel a new sense of success, you know, but we have to let go of those idols and we have to let go of the, those things that um, we're chasing that we can never win at. There's always going to be somebody that has more money than us. There's always going to be somebody that's more successful and has a, a bigger title. There's always going to be somebody that has more fame, more likes, more followers, a bigger platform. And that is a, a game we will never win because it's not the game we're supposed to be playing. Mm -hmm. So how does it feel for you in this new role you have when you walk someone through this whole process and you see them come out at the other end, you know, as you talk about in the book, more self-actualized? Yeah. So how does that feel for you? It feels great. It really does. And when you were talking about maybe this is, you know, I'll have a greater impact than than I did at HETV, which I I never thought would happen. You know, my husband was like, you've got to stop saying the best success is behind you. You know, I got in the habit of of doing that, like, oh, I'll reach the pinnacle of my success. Everything here is just, you know, whatever. We'll see how it goes. And now it's a different feeling because there's a broader sense to it. It's not like I didn't, I don't think I had a positive impact at HGTV with my staff and and the work that I did, but this is, is sort of endless, you know, for the amount of people that I can reach. And that's why I wrote the book because I saw how powerful the process can be, you know, going through strategic life map, coaching people, you know, doing emotional intelligence assessments, getting people, you know, to a better place along the lines of their self-awareness. And I was like, I need to write a book that is going to reach more people, you know, and they can, they can answer these questions for themselves and give them some tangible takeaways and to do's. I know that there's more people who feel the way I felt and who have had the similar journey. And that's what I'm, you know, the book was published on Tuesday and I'm already getting emails from people that are like, this is me. I would, you know, I can completely relate. And it's, it's so, satisfying because it's like, oh, good, good. You know, just if, if one person can say, this is helping me organize my thoughts, this is helping me get to a better place. This is helping me redefine success and, and really figure out what's important in my life and how I can have a positive impact. Then it's, it's just going to be worth it. Oh, I think it's going to be a huge success. Actually, came, today is Thursday. It came out on Tuesday. I got it on Kindle immediately. <laughs> Like I signed up the day before. So that morning I got, it was actually, I'm in a different time zone. So I got it a little after midnight and I started reading it. I haven't been able to put it down. I'm thinking about, okay, so I'm an author too. I have a book coming out too. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Tracy, surely this is going to be a study, a group study. Surely there's going to be journaling and workbooks that go along with this. Have you? Have you thought about, you know, a platform, an online platform, yes. teaching online courses? Yes, um, that's all in the works. I'm super excited about, again, because I just want it to reach far and wide. And so we have all those things in the works. At the end of April, we're going to be launching a course, um, which I'll be teaching. And, you know, people will be able to take the um, Strategic Life Map course with me. And we're going to create a community around that because so many people have asked to be connected with other people going through the same journey. What we have planned is, is so vibrant and exciting. You know, in the meantime, we're going to, we have um, the book club questions going up and, you know, the book is very interactive as far as, you know, answering the questions, but, but these are hard questions and, and, you know, it takes, 
for a lot of us, it takes a little longer. We want to go deeper. We want to hear what other people are crafting as far as their legacy statements and purpose statements and how they're, you know, figuring out what their future is long-term, short-term. And I mean, the amazing thing is, is that all of these tools are really taken from, you know, the business strategic planning world that have been around for ever. And we're just reapplying them to our personal life. And so I have so many business executives and owners and entrepreneurs and media executives that have come to me to go through the process. And they're like, oh my gosh, we just did this at work last week. Like, like we just went through this exact, you know, a SWOT analysis or, you know, crafting our mission statement, all these things. And, but we never give ourselves permission to, to take that pause for ourselves and to do that work for ourselves. So I'm just hoping that this book and that the course will, people will give themselves the permission to not just invest the money, but invest the time in this because, you know, once you do it, it sets you free. You know, I say in the book, you have your compass to kind of light your path. And once it's in your psyche, you know, it really, the, the mind is so powerful that it really sets you on the right course. And you start to see even the little moments and the little space between two people as special and precious and wanting to have a positive impact. Well, it certainly will. And as you're talking about this, now I'm sitting here thinking you were a media executive. So surely you've thought, okay, you have a podcast, you and your husband do the podcast together. That's pretty cool. It's actually another, it's another business owner. Um, and I, oh. he's a CEO of a, of an agency. His name's Rob and we co-host together. It's called Overly Human. And we talk about being more human in the workplace, you know, things like emotional intelligence and, you know, uh, team structure and how to be a good leader. And it's, it's really, we're just hoping to have a great impact on, on leaders in the workplace. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I'm watching my son who's 29 years old in a career for seven or eight years and what a difference it makes for him and his attitude for his job on how his boss talks to him. Mm, yes. So when he has a phone call with the boss, if the boss says, Hey buddy, how you doing? My son will quote that back to me. It is like, Hey, how you doing? So a little bit personal, a little bit casual before you get into the nuts and bolts of what the business issues are. That's all people need, especially yeah. in this remote world where your only touch point might be a weekly phone call, if you're lucky, if yeah. you're lucky to get a weekly phone call. So when you talk about emotional intelligence, we got to put big words around just being loving and kind, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. showing up for each other. And, you know, people just want to be heard. And, you know, our employees are looking at us wondering if we care. Do we care? And we just have to show that we care. You know, oftentimes in um, when I was working at HGTV, my staff would come in and, and this was part of my master's degree training that I learned where people just need to be heard and then you can interact with them. And so if somebody had, you know, just taken the train and bad Chicago snowy weather that, you know, sometimes they just wanted to come in and vent and you just let them vent, you let them talk, you meet them where they are, and then you work. Right? right. And I think a lot of leadership is meeting people where they are and being empathetic and putting yourself in their shoes. And then you're creating a strong team that wants to, you know, succeed together because we, they know I care about them and then they care about each other. And if we collectively are, you know, 
all focused on the same goal instead of individually just wanting to win, but we collectively are reaching that same goal, then we're going to be successful. And we're also going to have a lot of fun doing it. And I think, you know, leaders kind of miss that. I mean, we're spending so much time together. Let's enjoy it. Let's find the joy in the work. I mean, work is always going to be toil. If we're bonded together and we we all are trying to have a positive impact, you know, then we, you know, can really enjoy our work. I mean, it's hard to make sense out of television, you know, out of selling TV or advertising or, you know, putting shows together, any of that. And so that is so true for so many people that have jobs where you stop for a second. You're like, wait, why am I doing this? Or what is the impact on the world? Or am I having an impact on the world? And we can get all twisted about that. But if we just look at our individual positive impact on each other as humans, that can change how we feel about work, no matter what we're doing. And that's where it becomes exponential. And let's face it, you spend more time with the people you work with than your family. Yeah. Yeah, but many times that's the case. Little known secret, I tell everyone this because I love it. I've been married 32 years, but I married the guy who sat next to me at work. Oh, you know, because yeah. you get to know the people at yeah. work so well. That's so true. That's so true. And I'm so blessed that I still have all my friends from the, my oh, time nice. at work, you know, and even my clients that I had and, you know, just different people that I interacted with because I really believed in those relationships. I didn't think that they were one-offs or fake. They were true friendships and true relationships. And so some of the people I've had in my life, I've had for over 30 years because we started out in the business together. And that's the way I, you know, believe that if everybody looks at work in that way, they're just building relationships, building friendships, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful way to keep us connected to the world. And so now in your new role, you can teach that to the multiplying effect of your work. You can teach that to more people who are in more companies and will have more of a difference, a more significance while you are not going crazy. One of my favorite parts of your book was when you said you were at an airport looking at the departure screen and you couldn't remember what city you were in. And you had to ask the person next to you. I think that's probably when you said, maybe this is a little crazy. Yes. I yes. love that story though. <laughs> what am I in? Yes, that was it. That was one of the moments they, they started adding together. I was like, yeah, this is getting nuts. <laughs> well, it sounds to me, I'm thankful you chose the path you did. I'm loving this book. I think listeners are going to love it. We can find it everywhere. Obviously it's on Amazon. I'm sure it's doing very well. But for people to find you, How can people find you if they want coaching or if they want to learn more? Yeah. Well, um, I have my author website at tracyshubertbarrett.com and then the company website at navigatethejourney.com. Okay, great. We'll find you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been so great to talk to you. You as well. I look forward to sharing your book with folks. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening today. We hope you're inspired. And if you like the episode, please take a moment to go to your podcast platform and follow us and leave a review so more people can find us. Now go out and be the pivotal person that you are.